Monday. Cardinals coming off a Thursday night win over the Saints. They got Minnesota coming up on Sunday and a very muddled NFC West division here to talk football with us. Cardinals with us. Hall of Famer, former Cardinal quarterback, NFL Network, Westwood One. He's a busy guy, so we appreciate Kurt Warner joining us here on the Arizona Sports Line. Good morning, Kurt. Good morning. How you guys doing? What's up, movie star? (laughs) (laughs) What's happening? Uh, Cardinals get the win, uh, and it was a win. A a lot of the ingredients that went into that are what they needed. 42 points, 28 of them coming on offense for a struggling offense. But the problems aren't nearly solved. We've been having this discussion for for a while, Kurt, about this uh, idea that uh, Cliff Kingsbury maybe give up play calling duties on a on a temporary voluntary basis. I don't think it's the right time. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, I mean, uh, you know, I think it's one of those things that you always have to step back and evaluate everything. You do yourself scouting and and, and you have to ask those questions. Uh, why are we struggling on offense? You know, is it play design? Is it play call? It, play calling? Is it you know, something that I've gotten predictable, um, you know, or is it one of those things where I just don't feel like I can get into a rhythm in a game. And that's so important as a play caller is to feel like you have a rhythm, not just calling plays, but you have a rhythm in a game and you're seeing what defenses are doing and you're able to be ahead of that and, and react to it. And those are the questions that you have to ask. It's not always just hey, do we have good plays designed? You know, it's more about does it fit and does it get my guys in good positions to be successful? And, you know, and again, that's that's a big picture picture question that you have to step back, you know, be judicial about it and uh, judicious about it and and figure out what's the best thing for your team. And so uh, I don't think it's something that you can always answer from the outside because we can look at things and go, oh, well, the guy was open. Oh, that was a good play concept. But it's more about flow. And that, to me, has been the biggest question with this offense is that you just don't ever seem to get into a flow, especially early in games. You know, it's not that they don't make plays here and there and they've got playmakers. It's just the flow seems to be so choppy that it's just kind of here and there and here and there. And and that rhythm is is so important to play the game. Let me ask you what you see uh, from Kyler Murray. You break down players and quarterbacks uh, better than anybody. Um, There's a fear that prior to last week that he's been regressing, that his technique is kind of chunking off a little bit. He's thrown a lot off his back foot. His accuracy is down. Where do you think he is in his state of his, uh, in his state of development as a franchise quarterback? Well, I mean, uh, you know, I think he's a, a, a good quarterback, and he's a good quarterback, especially when when he, when he sees what he needs to see. And, you know, the thing about DeAndre Hopkins is he makes the game easier. Every great player, especially as what we call an ex-receiver, a solo receiver, like Larry Fitzgerald was for me or Torrey Holt, you know, when, when you've got this you know concept over here to the right that as a quarterback you have to read because it's three players running a concept. And then you have this one guy back on the backside that is in a one-on-one situation, and you get a one-on-one back there, you throw it to him. And that opens up the game and makes the game so much easier and allows you to, to make more of these layups. You know, if you watch the Bengals play – Every time Joe Burrow gets Jamar Chase one-on-one on the backside, he tries to throw it to him. Mm-hmm. That's what DeAndre Hopkins does for any quarterback, especially a young quarterback. So that's a huge part of this mix is having that guy. Um, you know, And then from there, Kyler's got to continue to grow 
as a pocket passer. And, and, and this is twofold. It's one of those things that I don't know if he's ever really been taught you know, from a perspective of being a drop back passer and, you know, reading defenses and doing that part of it. We've seen the game go so much more to what we call pure progression passing uh, because they want these athletes to play sooner and sooner in college. And so they develop these systems where it doesn't matter what the coverage is. You're going to look at this guy first and then this guy second and this guy third. And that's how you're going to progress through every play. I believe that's a detriment to quarterbacks because you get stuck looking at receivers and not looking at defenses. And when you see a defense and you know what they're doing, you know where you should go with the football. And pure progression takes you longer to get through some of that stuff. And um, and, and I believe that's where Kyler's been. That's a big part of what you know Arizona does with their offense anyways. And it sounds really good because it's like, well, you know, it, it shouldn't be that hard because you're always looking at one, two, three, and four in that order. But to me, it's really hard because you can't get to two until you've looked at one. And you can't get to three until you've looked at two. To me, if I go back and I'm reading two and three at the same time based on what the flat defender does, I'm on time to both of those guys. And you know that, to me, is the development for Kyler Murray. And, again, it, it's got to be part of what's taught to him. It's got to be part of what the scheme teaches. And so that, to me, is the area where he needs to grow. He's so talented. He's such a gifted thrower. I don't know if you guys saw my breakdown. I mean, there's, there's so many things that he does well and so much reactionary stuff that you just can't teach that he does. No doubt. Now who can just act. Staying on schedule to all of that stuff, that's when you start to see, you know, $240 million. And you start to see this guy that can be transcendent in our game. And But, you know, again, and this isn't just Kyler. There's a lot of guys in the league that are like this as young quarterbacks. And the question always becomes, where do they get by the end of their career or by the, the prime of their career? What are they at the prime of their career? Can they be a complete player or do they have to hang on certain things, um, you know, that, that, that makes it really tough to, to, to play the game all the time? You were so great at reading defenses, particularly before the ball was even snapped, as was Peyton Manning, as is Tom Brady. I'm not sure I've ever seen a blitz that you are not prepared for. Um, Kyler Murray has never really had to read defenses throughout his career. That's pretty obvious. He's in a league where he's going to have to learn at some point in time. Could you help him with this? If the, if he came to you and said, Kurt, can you, can you help me learn how to read defenses? Could you help this young man? Well, I, again, you know, there's there's part of it that, you know, guys have to be able to see and react to the speed of the game. You know, on paper, the answer would be, you know, yes. And again, not that he's not already being coached and taught this stuff, but the answer on paper would be yes. Like, okay, if you have this, here's where we're looking. Here's where we want our eyes. Here's our thought process again of that stuff. But I've Piper and tell you everything you would want to know about that play. And then they go out on the field and they just can't process it in the two to three seconds that it takes. And these have been some good quarterbacks in our league. And so everybody can't do it. That's one of the reasons why the great ones separate themselves from everybody else because their ability to process that information quickly. And, 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 you know, people have asked me that all the time. I don't know if that's something that can be taught um, or if it's something that you have to have 
innately. Um, you know, but but again, I played the game that way, so I see the game that way. Um, and you know, I always like to think, well, I, I could I could help guys to kind of see the game through my lens. Um, you know, maybe better than than they are right now. But but how that calculates out on the field, I don't know. Yeah, I'll use this example. As, and again. I, my son is is a freshman at Temple, and the way that I've always taught him to play the game is the way that that I played the game. And I watch him play at Temple now, and he processes information better than a number of guys that I see on Sundays when I watch the film. <laughs> wow. Now, now is that because I taught him to do that from a young age, and he learned to do that from a young age, or is that because he's got? a mind or a brain similar to mine. So he sees the game the way that I do. And so I can't answer the question until I'm with guys and you can teach them and show them. And then you can see when you go out of the field, does that translate, um, you know, to being able to process things quickly? Yeah. Great stuff. As always, Kurt, thanks for making some time for us. I wish we had more time so we could talk about the death of the downfield passing game in the NFL. Cause I've seen some tweets that you yeah. had on yeah. that, but we'll, we'll do that next Let's time. Do it next yeah. time, Kurt. <laughs> Brutal. Yeah. Brutal sometimes. Yes, absolutely.